Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented from the Lighthouse Chapel International. This rich teaching provides clear and straightforward answers for everyone desiring to walk according to the Word of God. Reverend Samuel Sawyer is an anointed man of God with a special grace for teaching the Word of God and a unique passion for building people and positively transforming lives. He is currently the resident head pastor of the LCI Rose of Sharon Cathedral, Accra, Ghana. Enjoy some of the most comprehensive and down-to-earth teaching as taught in the Lighthouse Chapel International. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Significance, we want to continue. Yeah, we've been talking about this um, theme for some time. And um, like I told the first service, and I think the second service today, I uh, want to believe next year we're going to talk about significance for some time. Tell somebody significance. When we say significance, what do we mean? We mean the meaning of something. Dinah, you are significant. Amen. And I believe that as you grow in Christianity, your significance would even become more and more evident. Somebody say amen. amen. Sometimes you are there and then you'll say that, oh, you don't belong. People have statements like, oh, you know, sometimes we sort of neutralize the power of God in our lives with some of these statements. And by so doing, we negate and we lower our value, our significance. In the eyes of God. But it shouldn't be so. I remember a guy that I went to school with. He used to sleep on the upper bed. And he would be the last person to get up from the dormitory. So one day we asked him, why is it that you get up so late? And he said, Charlie, no be me. And then he told us something, which up to today I have been thinking about. He said when he wakes up, and a lot of us, when we are young, we wake up and we stretch, not through on a lie. He said, when he wakes up, you stretch, where he's lying right across, there's a mirror. And he said, when he dresses, then he sees his face in the mirror. Then the thought that occurs to him, ah, monkey, no fine. <laughs> and then immediately, I'm, this is not a joke. Recently, I met him two years ago. I met him at the licensing department. <laughs> then I remember the story. And immediately, said he lies out again because he doesn't like the face that he sees. Tell somebody, Mokino, no fine. <laughs> and then, he said, <laughs> So I used to wonder, so how does he eventually get out? But you know, there are people in this life who are walking in life without a proper understanding of who they are. There is a big time identity crisis in the world. 
people who don't know who they are and people who don't know where they are going. Even in the church, even as born-again Christians, there are people who are lost, as it were, as to who they are. So there are people who have sold their virginity, for example, for a plate of papaya. It's true. Now I've caught your attention. And this Christmas, this Christmas, not in this church, but this Christmas, there are people who are going to drink Tota Pak for the first time. You know Tota Pak? May you not drink Tota Pak this Christmas in Jesus' name. There are people who are going to do certain things this Christmas. The way you look at me, I have to modify my language. It's easy. Should I preach? From yesterday to today, you have changed. Yesterday, you were in the category of two-legged. Today, you are in the category of four-legged. Oi! All because people don't know why they are alive, why they are around. I was saying, I watched a documentary once upon a time. This documentary was about people who were recovering addicts. Some were still in it, etc. And there was one young lady that caught my attention. She was about 18 from Holland. And since her story was similar to the story that I just said, she, came, she, she wakes up late in the morning. And when they were interviewing her, they said, the reason why she wakes up late is that she doesn't have any reason to rise up. A lot of us are like that. There's no reason to wake up. We're enough for some job or for some boss or something. A lot of pastors say, I did that. I said, what that do? I've had a church member, she sleeps at 7 o'clock, she wakes up at 9. She sleeps at what? 7. Adult person, no. And when I ask, they say, Pastor, me, I love my sleep. But inside me, I was saying, you don't know your purpose, that's why. Sleep is good. Six, seven hours is good. Anything beyond that is abuse. Ask somebody, have you been abusing sleep? Oi. Significance. Someone say significance. I want to read a couple of scriptures. Our key scripture, I believe, will start the 10th verse of the 14th chapter of First Corinthians. If you are there, say amen. Very beautiful scripture. A scripture that can provoke you to begin to think deeply about the things that happen to you in this life. And the reason why I'm talking about significance is because I want you to understand, first of all, your life. Someone say, my life. And then I also want you to understand the circumstances that happen. Because there's nothing that happens just like, just because, or just like that. Everything is orchestrated. Everything has a plan and a purpose behind it. If you buy a mobile phone, for example, and you don't know the purpose of the mobile phone, you can easily use it to kill a... a Lies, you can kill lies. Oh, yeah, they're now crooked mobile phone. Because you don't understand the purpose of a mobile phone. A lot of us, we don't understand the purpose of a mobile phone. True or false? We use it to call, we use it to receive calls, and that's it. Recently, I was talking to one of my sons, and he told me that, oh, Pastor, after much prayer, 
and whatever. I'm now on WhatsApp. This is a high-tech computer guy. And when WhatsApp uh, was, how do you call it? Charles, you can't say. What's up? What's up? <laughs> and WhatsApp came. He has not gone on it. Serious computer guy. All because of certain reasons. Because you see, he has not seen the significance of it. To him, it's like, oh, there's some people or this and that and that. But it is a, if you are not on WhatsApp, may God give you money to buy a phone that can go on WhatsApp. Yeah. That is a very nice, simple way of staying together, staying in touch from across borders without so much expense and stress. If you are on WhatsApp, say amen. amen. If you are not on WhatsApp, say amen. amen. Oi! <laughs> may you have a phone that can go on WhatsApp in Jesus' name. And when you are on WhatsApp, may you not use it for funny, funny, funny things. Amen. Now this the world is going, it is not easy. People are sending all sorts of funny things on the phone. Don't take, don't, take, don't take a picture when you are naked. Oh, I'm just sending it to my beloved. Hey! What nonsense is that? Don't you know that your body is special? You cannot just send pictures of your body just like that. That's the thing that you are saying. Hey! You don't know. There are people on their birthdays, they said, oh, I'm sending my beloved a gift. And that gift is a picture. Oh, if you are in this church, stop. I remember I was talking to somebody. He said he had gone to visit some friends. And when he went, he was holding his car keys. And then there was a child in the house that started playing with the car keys. When this guy was ready to go home, listen, he couldn't find the khakis. The small girl had collected the khakis, playing, 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 had gone to the toilet and had put it inside like that room. The small girl did not understand the significance of what? Khakis. Is somebody here with me? So I asked, so what, do you, what did you do? Your guess is as good as mine. They have to collect it. <laughs> Church, if you don't understand the significance of your life or anything, you can abuse it. You can do what? Abuse it. The Bible says that we should use the world and not abuse it. First Corinthians chapter 7, verse 28 says we should use the world as we go down, 30, 31, and not what? Abuse it. Now let's read our scriptures. And then we'll continue. Today, I believe I'll talk more about the people that God brings into your life for our lives to be significant. We started, we talked about the mentors, and I told you what you should know about mentoring or mentors. I gave you a few points. I'll end today. But this is just to bring you to today. Can I do that in just five minutes? So the scripture begins. And let's all read together if we can. One, two. They are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world, and none of them is without signification. Now, it means everything that you are hearing has a meaning. The only thing that you may know it or you may not know it. If I decide to speak French right now, Kilai uh, Hmm? Um, Samuel. 
to tapel. Aha, uh -huh, somebody is understanding. But you see, you may say that, oh, Jemma or Kabi Bikeke. It's like those people who come on TV speaking uh, Chinese. Oh, oh, oh. I pray. I was. Sometimes you may she fall, she fall. You may think they are saying something useless, but sometimes they are saying something. Are you getting what I'm saying? Only that you don't know the meaning of what they are saying. So words are important in this world. Everything that we're saying, they are meaning something. Your life is important. Only that you may not know what it means. A young girl who doesn't know that the things on her body is meant for her husband and for her child will just be sharing it around. When I speak like this, now you hear me. A young man who doesn't know that that thing from his mouth into his stomach is not a chimney. If he doesn't know, he'll be passing smoke inside all the time. But if you know that your mouth is not a chimney, do you know chimney? Ask him, do you know chimney? It's a word. A young boy who doesn't understand that God has given him biceps and triceps and muscles so that he can do certain things, you'll be going around beating everybody in town. I'm an architect. I have gone to various sites and I have learned that I shouldn't go to a site alone. Earlier when I started my practice, it was easy. But nowadays, you don't go to a site alone. Because there are people who have made themselves land guards. I remember a site I came to somewhere in the early 90s around uh, Coastal, Spintex. There was a land guard there. When he comes, he said, Hey, me na me here hadum yina. Mo pensio, mo beto o meho. Mo pensio, mo di, mo semen, begu baby, e se mo di guha. Mo afan guha, na mo entu ya me ka. Hey, we have come to the side. By force, we should buy water from him. By force, we should use his storage. By force, we should use him. And he says, if we don't use him, he will spoil our work. You see, this is someone who doesn't understand his strength and is misusing it. Am I speaking to somebody? A young lady who is married and doesn't know that you are there as a helpmate. Sissy, you had a very nice wedding yesterday, and I'm not saying it because I'm pretending. At least I had two people who came to tell me that this wedding is so nice. Yeah. Very, very sweet wedding. I don't know how you did it. But King, wasn't it a nice wedding? From beginning to end. And I don't know how you did it. The food was plenty. Hey! Mididio! Hey! I just see the coffee you have to do. The coffee you have to do. I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to do it. I don't know how not by might, not by power. <laughs> Before Zerubbabel, this mountain shall become a plain. And I started attacking the Kelewele. Not knowing I had some helpers. My wife was around. And I finished the mountain top. Then she also finished the mountain bottom. Anyway, if you don't understand that you are married and you are helpmates, you are there to help your husband, do you know you can be competing with him? You can be competing with him. There are wives and husbands who do that. When they don't know, they are there to help. 
Your husband say that I, 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 I want to do something. Say, eh, 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 eh. What do you mean by that? You are there to help. You are there to make sure that he, he can also go forward. The fact that your husband is doing something doesn't mean that you must also do it. It means that then you are competing. We can't compete. In a church, we can't compete. Anyway, apart from a church that I saw the banner the other day on the Tetsi Road, gathering of competitors. That was, that was the banner. <laughs> gathering of competitors. <laughs> Pastors, gathering of competitors. If you don't know who you are in a church, you can think you are competing with somebody. Or you compare yourself. Bible says they comparing themselves with themselves are not wise. I'm saying what I'm saying because I need you to understand that in the eyes of God, God made you special. God made you for a purpose. Can I say what I'm saying? In case you don't believe what I'm saying, come with me to Psalm 139. If you're here for the first service, you heard me saying this. And I believe I need for you to hear this. There's no reason why you should be a Christian there's no reason why you should be a child of God and you should walk in life as if the world is about to collapse tomorrow. For a season, yes. FT, for a season, Peter said, you may be in some trial of sorrow for a season. But he said, don't even be worried about the trial that will come. But I see Christians born-again people, tongue-speaking, Maria da Sakatayanda, Bodiju, 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 Chi, 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 Chinam, Chinam, Chinam. I hear Christians sing, but then I realize that sometimes they see their significance only at certain parts of the day. I don't think I'm married to my wife only from seven in the night to five o'clock in the morning. What do you think, husbands? Ah, husbands, what do you think? Ask the nearest husband. Ask the nearest husband. Are you married only from seven to five in the, in the night? That's when your powers come. That is when it's like you are a husband. Ah, course, bra. Eh? Kotoho. The way you are looking at me is like I've said something very, very funny. <laughs> I don't know. But if that is how you see your significance, I pity you. <laughs> Marriage is more than that. Being a husband is more than that. Can't you say, of course, bruh. Hey! Hey! Some people find their significance only at certain times. Don't be, don't, I'm, I'm forcing you to change your mind. If you're a singer, look, you cannot just be a singer in the church. Ask the people around me. Me, I'm not a singer, but I'm always singing. Your best worship is when you're alone. That's your best worship. Because that one, you, you need to be, in fact, even sometimes your best worship is when you're in pain. Then that one, your, your, your heart can cry out well. But you see, if you don't understand the significance of even worship, You'll be waiting when I see the crowd. Then your best worship will come. Yeah, I am waiting. Abide with me. I pray. And you are watching to see whether they are watching you. Yeah, I am longing. 
for you. Hide me in your will. Bring me to my knees. Yeah, I am longing. Who are you worshiping? And who are you longing for? You don't understand your significance. Can I preach? Yes. Psalm 139. We'll start from verse 13. The psalmist came to a point where he realized that his life on this earth was not an accident. His life on this earth was not by chance. Let nobody tell you that you are in this church by chance. Let nobody tell you that you are there just because. There is a divine order, a divine being, a higher being that has organized your life from the time you were nothing till the time that you are now. Amen. And even till what will happen to you. When you understand that, do you know what happens to you? You walk in life with confidence. Not in yourself, but in the one who is able to keep you. And the one who is able to preserve you. Are you with me? If somebody is sleeping, forget it. They will wake up at a point. All right. When I shout small, they will wake up. Listen. Psalm 139. We want to read verse 13. The Bible says, and we're going to go all the way to 17. Look at it very carefully. The psalmist is saying, For thou hast possessed my reins. That is, you have been in control of my life. Ask somebody who has been in control of your life. You can call yourself a Christian, but it's demons that advise you. I, mean, I always ask myself, who is advising me now? This thing that I'm thinking about, what is it a demon? Is it a demonic thought? Is it a demon influenced thought? Or is it a spirit influenced thought? Even the temperaments that we talk about, we talk about spirit control temperament. The fact that you are melancholic doesn't mean that everything should just be ga 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 like that. What about the spirit? I say, what about the Holy Spirit? What about the Holy Spirit? Me, I'm a melancholic. If I see one fly, I have to follow the flight till it goes away. What do you think? Yeah, I don't like it. And I also have some sanguine inside me. Thou hast possessed my reins. Thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. Tell somebody that you are undercover. Even from your mother's womb. When national identification company says they want your ID, your real ID, it was there before. I say your real, don't, don't just identify yourself by your tribe or by your skills, or by whatever. Identify yourself as a child of God. Amen. Somebody that God brought forth. Are you getting what I'm saying? That is your original identity. A child of God. Am I speaking to somebody? That is your, that, that is your primary, your main identity. In fact, you are an alien on earth. Even this earth is not your own. You are an alien. You, you, you came from somewhere to come and occupy this place. Am I speaking to somebody? When you make the earth like everything, it's like Charlie, you want to take everything in this earth. You, you are making a mistake. Let's continue reading. Are you enjoying this service? Yeah. I'm not in a hurry. 
not in a hurry. Why will we get to stop? But I believe the Holy Spirit will speak to you this morning. You will walk out of this place, chest out. As you go through any situation, you will remember that you are not just there for nothing. You are a special person in the eyes of God. In case you don't believe me, look at the next verse. It says, I will praise thee. The psalmist is saying, I'll praise God. Why? For I, and read with me, if you can. I will praise thee, for I am what? Fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right, right well. Fearfully and wonderfully made. They say the women are wonderfully made. The men are fearfully made. No problem. Say so we, we are fearful. But you must know that you are a special person. Say, I'm special. I'm special. Say, God made me. Specially. You see, if you don't understand that, that's when you misuse your parts. That's when you mishandle everything around you. I was watching an excerpt of uh, uh, something on television yesterday, a Nigerian movie. There was a young girl called Dumbai or Dambi or something. And there was a villager who has come, and all the men were interested in her. And at the point, she was wondering why the, woman, the men were interested in her. She said she's dirty. I want a Dumba. Dum- what? Dumbi. Hey, also here, senior. Aha, he's not here. Dumbi. And she was wondering why the men were interested in her, dirty like that. Then all of a sudden, she said, ah, who remembers? She said, ah, they want my body. And then she realized that she had got a clue. And she said, hey, then it means I have power over them. You see, she had gotten a certain significance of her body. Mind you, her body. Not just her whole life. She missed something. It's not just her body. Because life is not just the body. Man is a spirit. He has a soul. And he lives in a body. Hey, have you forgotten? Man is what? A spirit, sorry. He has a soul. And he lives in a body. Those of you who just emphasize the body over everything. You see some say, hey, Charlie, body ever. The body. Body air. We had a guy in class who's calling body air. He's like, yeah, body air. Now nah, body. Everything is about the body. What the body will eat. What the baby are there are people like that too. She said, I didn't know, sir. You're in Chinkuimu or Betri. Who knows somebody like that? Everything is going just. In fancy, they call him Ampucheche. To ask somebody, Are you Ampucheche? And she said, Ampuhi. Bibia. I said, Small girl now, or send him a mechi. I walk train station. Na. Eh, both routes, a cube, not say ma, me pay both routes, me a tamano. Cosia, 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 ma, me pay cosia, me a tamano. In Catica, in Catica, the gaggy days, ma, me pay Catica, not a tan. Oh, son, I'll say, yeah, boom. Takradi, Koyoko, Takradi, Koyoko, say ma, me pay Takradi, Koyoko. You must understand your body. You must understand who you are. And the psalmist helped us. He said, I will praise you. So it means my whole life will be to you because of who I am, because I'm fearfully made. Look at the next verse. We are just taking it step by step. 
If you get this foundation well, you will be able to continue the sermon as you walk out of here. You'll be able to handle situations. When somebody sees you and the person maybe slaps you, you'll say, hmm, it's also part of it. It has a meaning. Pastor, I mean, if you slap me, I'll slap you again. Eh. Did you check whether you can beat the guy? And even whether when you finish beating him, you can beat his big brother that he will bring. Sometimes you just need to receive the slap and then you just salute and you go. If you understand the significance of what is happening, just receive the slap and you just salute. You even give offering. Then you go. My, my, my substance. I'm preaching a very, very good message. You don't, you don't have an idea. And it's a message on my heart. I'm going to preach this. I'll, pre I'll preach this into December. I'll preach it in January. Everybody say significance. significance. By the time you realize certain things that you thought were insignificant in your life, certain things that you have placed on no parking, even certain people that you have disregarded, certain people that you are saying that this person, ah, he doesn't play any role in my life. By the time you realize these people, you are seeing them with new eyes. Somebody say, I hear you. Mr. Husband. Sally, welcome. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret. That is when God was making me. The devil didn't have any part of it. It was only God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Listen very carefully. For those of you who think that the devil is the one that is in control and the devil is the one that is doing so much begin to think of what God is also doing. God wants to do something. God is doing something. God would do something if you only allow him. Too many Christians are always proclaiming what the devil is doing. Always talking about what the devil is doing. How the devil is operating in their life. He said, when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. I'll explain that one later. Come with me to verse 16 and 17 and then we'll be winding up. Significance. Thine eyes did see my substance, meaning that God saw me. And you know when God saw me, not when I was 23 years old and it looked like things had gone awry and things were looking bad and bleak. No, no, no. Don't you think that God is asleep? Don't you think that God doesn't know what is going on? He said, thy eyes did see me yet being unperfect. That is, even now, even when I'm not saying, God is seeing. Are you getting what I'm saying? Even before you are fully formed, God knows. God, God knows if you only allow him, he will be there and he'll be involved. It says, and in thy book, this is one of my favorite parts of the scriptures. Ah, somebody say, in thy book. God has a book. I say, God has a book. God has a diary of every one of us. That book God has, do you know what is inside? What is inside is past, present, and future. Put your hands together for the Lord, somebody. A book that contains your past, your present, and your future. It's like a calendar. Today, the 8th of December, 2013. That is what you know. I pity you. All that you know is today. And then you also remember five years ago, on the 22nd of January, the day your boyfriend told you that, Yejai, what am I to her? Hey! 
That's the only thing you know. And then probably your birthday. God knows more. I said God knows more. If you don't believe that God knows the end from the beginning, if you don't know and you don't believe that God has a helicopter view, do you know what is a helicopter view? A panoramic view from the top. We see, as human beings, we see in a straight line like that. We see, we see, we see horizontal. But God, he sees from up. He sees, he sees like a kaleidoscope. He sees from every angle. I say he sees from what? Every angle. He sees different parts. The parts that you cannot see. Are you getting me? Like I'm an architect. When I see a building, I see things you don't see. When I see lots of concrete, I can, I can see the mixture. It's whether it's one, two, four, or one, three, six. That is cement, sand, and stone proportions. I can see. I can have a guess. You will just see also, oh, where's a, 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 a doctor can look at you and he can see certain things. Are you getting me? Today, I'm asking you to transport yourself from your human viewpoint into God's eyes and begin to look at yourself. As you do, you begin to see how significant you are. I cannot hear amen. amen. The psalmist says, in your book, all my members were written. Members is not the members of the church. It's talking about my body parts, my hair, my ears, my, my eyes, every part of me. Ah! There's a reason why you are short. There is a reason why you are tall. Everything's got a reason behind it. Or oh, you think that God is a careless God? Or you think that God just makes things for nothing? Even you. Even you. You just don't do things just for nothing. There's a conscious thinking behind what you do. How much more God? It's like the atheist and the artist who met. And the artist had this beautiful, beautiful model of some nice building in his study. And then the atheist said to the artist, who did this beautiful, wonderful model? And then the artist, he was a Christian, he wanted to trick the atheist. Yeah, when I woke up in the morning, it just appeared. Then the atheist says, I don't believe this. This thing just didn't appear. Somebody, somebody did this. Then the artist said, are you sure somebody did this? Then he said, yes, I believe somebody did this. Then the artist said, if you believe somebody did this, then you must believe that somebody created you. If this model, you don't believe it just appeared, then you must believe that somebody created you. Believe that somebody, a divine being, God the Father, he has a hand in bringing you from nothing to where you are now. And if he did, he's able to take you. That's what the Bible says. Paul is saying he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above what I can either ask or think. Ephesians chapter 3. Listen very carefully. You are not a mistake. Don't abuse whatever you have. 
Don't abuse your life. Don't abuse your relationships. Don't abuse the things God puts in your hand. Some of you, God puts some money in your hand and you say, what is this money for? Wait here. Ice cream. Ice cream. Maybe God wants you to put it together. Sometimes God brings somebody in contact with you and they say, who is this guy? Who is this guy who is asking me all sorts of questions? Who is this guy who says he wants to be my friend? Is he not a pastor? Should he not just stand in a pulpit and preach? Why has he called me into his office? Why does he seem interested in my life? Why does he say he wants to be a friend? Why, why is he saying all these things? Why? Why? Can I preach to somebody? My timekeeper says I have 10 minutes. Listen very carefully. God has a calendar. Everybody say, God has a calendar. Do you know what is on the calendar? Your life. And Pastor, if God has a calendar, then he has very bad plans because after my life, very, very, very bad things have happened. Hey! Let's read this. We'll go to Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. Can we read this scripture? It says, in continuous, that is when I was, when my life, as it is unfolding, it was fashioned even when nothing had happened. God has planned your life. Say, God has planned my life. And do you know what God has said at the end of your life? He said he knows the plans that he has for you. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 29. Is somebody here with me? Are you sure? Are you going to begin to look at your life again? Open to Jeremiah chapter 29. Is it in your Bible? We are looking at verse 11. Maria says, For I know, God says He knows. God is telling somebody here right now that He knows. Your parents may have abandoned you, they are alive, but you don't even know where they are, they don't care where you are. I know parents. I have had somebody sit in front of me face to face like that. And he said he is offering me one of his children for ritual sacrifice. Because he has heard that the church has a lot of power. And he also wants power. He wants power for money. So he said, Pastor, I have eight children. I'm ready to offer two of them for sacrifice. This is not a story. The man sat in front of me. I said, eh. I said, we have power, but not the power we are talking about. And then we led him to Christ. Listen very carefully. The Bible says, For I know the thoughts. Everybody say the thoughts. Say the thoughts. You, that's the only thoughts that you can think about is a dream B. Aha, Eric, Makai. I'll say it. Eric saw me in town. Ernest, 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 Ernest. Minka and Amaminka. Should I say it or should he say it? If the wife gives me permission, I'll say it. So, Some of you, the thoughts that you have, you think everybody is thinking those thoughts. And because of the way you think about yourself, you think that God is also thinking about yourself the same way. Don't make the mistake that if you cannot do something, you also say that God cannot do it. The fact that you are not able to do something does not mean that God cannot do it. It's a common mistake among people. No wonder the Bible says in Luke 137 that with God nothing is impossible. 
It's terrible when you feel that he cannot do something to immediately say that, ah, because I cannot do it, then God cannot do it. Who, who told you? Who told you? Who told you that because he cannot do it, God cannot do it? Where's your faith? Eric, uh, Ernest. Permission. I shouldn't say it. Oh. After church, come and see me. I'll tell you privately. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, say the Lord. Thoughts of good. Peace, the Bible says, and not of evil. To give you an expected end. Ladies and gentlemen, your significance in this life can only be found in one place. I've not ended my sermon. It can only be found in one place. It can only be found in Christ. All this is something you need to know as a Christian. We don't teach it. But if a single Christian were to understand that his life is not a mistake, his life is not like both roots. Both roots. Do you know both roots? Some of you think your life is like both roots. That when they threw it into the frying pan, that's all. Your life is not like both roots. They can't say anything. I'm telling you this morning, your life is not just that. There's a particular reason why the two of you came into contact. There is something in you that can only have full expression, productivity, blessing, not just to you, but to the people around you, which cannot be activated just by you. You need somebody like Boache, Nana. You need somebody like him who also understands the significance of the role that God has given him as a husband to activate that thing to bring praise to God. And if you don't recognize it, a lot of people go through life with minimal existence. Minimal. Minimal. Lower level existence. Our potentials never come out. Me, as a pastor, I always ask myself, who is it that God has brought into contact with me that I'm supposed to help for him or her to come out with her best and his best. I say, God, help me that I don't become somebody who suppresses anybody. I always ask myself, that what am I doing that probably is hindering somebody? What am I doing that is making somebody uncomfortable and not able to bring out the best? What kind of correction am I supposed to give to somebody who has become lazy and maybe I need to whip him or her? I ask myself that question. You can ask my wife. I have gone to a disco and brought out people before. Yeah. Once I was driving by a disco, then I heard that some of my church members were there. I stopped. I was with another guy. 
And these people in the disco were 13, 14, 15 year old people. They had finished GSS or something and they had organized afternoon disco for them. And they were doing this in the classroom. A classroom by GES standards should take about 40 people. This disco had about 120 people inside. They were body to body like that and they were just there. <laughs> Who knows Aikida? Aikida? Who can know? How do you? Aikida? You can't say. Aikida. Let's dance. Aikida. <laughs> and they were about 120. Oh! I chose the wrong person. I need somebody, I need somebody, I need somebody. And it's, oh, that can you can help me dance like Kida. You've forgotten your significance. Abna, me for And there were 120 people. What did you body like that too? Sorry. Hey. If you go and stand at the window, you, you can't they hit that meat, you have to go back. And where? And there were people with bottles of water pouring water on themselves because the heat was too much. Charlie, I told my assistant, hey, come. He went inside. We looked. Come out. Come out. We remove all of them. And the next day, the parents came to me to come and thank me. Pastor, so why are they? I think that you have done. What have you done? Jesus, who also when he went to the temple to feed the people, what has he done? Significance. 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 I'll read Romans chapter 8, verse 28 and 29, and then we will be closing. Pastor, why are you preaching? Because God has given me a mandate to preach, and I believe strongly that there is a release in the spirit when you hear the words of God. If you are a young man here, from today, don't begin to think that you are there just to follow what everybody else is doing. Because if you don't know who you are, if you don't know why you are around, that is when the environment begins to detect to you and to tell you who you are supposed to be. So that in the environment, every young boy, he just walk around with a swag and he has one or two girlfriends and when he gets gala, he gets involved. When he gets uh, Indian hemp, he smokes small. When there's some chicken in the area, they still small. When, I mean, you just get involved. You are allowing the environment to detect your life. From today, allow God to be the one whose plans and whose thoughts become your plans and your thoughts. Can I hear amen? amen. Romans chapter 8 verse 28, we are closing. The people that God will bring into your life, so that all these things will come to pass. Your parents, your pastors, the person that you are marrying, your peers, people under you that you are supposed to bring up, your mentors. Last week I stopped on mentors. I told you how to choose your mentors. Today I've just gone back a little bit to the foundation of who you are. Next week, if God gives permission, we are going to continue on your mentors. But one point for today about mentors is that you cannot mentor a proud person. You cannot do what? You cannot mentor a proud person. Last week I told you things about mentors. I told you that not every successful person is a mentor. I told you that you can predict your future by looking at your mentor. You can predict the future of Peter and John by looking at Jesus. I told you that 
you can be mentored to a greater or lesser extent on how close you become to your mentor. And I gave you Luke chapter 8. I gave you from verse 1 all the way to verse 3. I told you about Joanna who was brought up with a certain lady who was connected to Herod. I told you also about the one out of whom seven demons was cast out. And I told you that no matter your level, you can get close to a mentor. Don't let anything be a barrier between you and your mentor. I'm closing today by telling you that you cannot mentor a proud person. Next week we'll continue. Our closing verse is Romans chapter 8, verse 28 and verse 29. When you read it and you understand it, you begin to understand your life. Meaning will be made out of your life. The things in this world that sometimes you don't understand, Dinah, you will begin to connect the dots. At a point in time, you will realize why even you are going through what you are going through. At a point in time, you will even be grateful even for some of the experiences that have happened to you. Some of you, if you had had certain experiences earlier, it would have been bad for you. I know somebody was about to marry somebody the next time it didn't happen the next time I realized that the person was dead and I said you see God didn't want you to become a widower at that age so you begin to see certain things that are happening in your life the significance of it Romans 8 28 and 29 this is our last scripture we'll read it and then we'll rise up and then we'll pray let's all go together one two and we know. Do we know? I said, do we know? Now we know. What do you know? That all things work. They do what? Wait a minute. They do what? Yesterday I went to a wedding. I didn't get some of the cake. Who was there? Ivy. I said, yeah, it was you, eh? I said, somebody can steal it, isn't it also? Me and Ivy were planning to go and steal it. Why am I saying cake? That beautiful cake that you see is made up of salt. It's made up of egg. It's made up of what again? Sugar. Flour. What? Margarine. When you try and eat these ingredients individually, apart from the sugar, everything will be funny. Sour, sour, or whatever. Is it sour or sour? It will be bitter in your mouth. But when you bring it together, it becomes a beautiful cake. Are you listening to me? That's what the Bible says. All things, they work not individually, but they work what? Together. The good, the bad, and the ugly, they're working together. The people that God brings into your life are different things. They are working together. They're bad. Their experiences, the things that are happening, they are working together. It's up to you to recognize it. The fact that your boyfriend, Jack Pilolo, he left you, is working together. For what? For good to them that love God. Are you a lover of God? To them that love God and to them who are the called according to his purpose. This sermon is supposed to encourage you. This sermon is supposed to help you find who you are in Christ. And now, the question is, eh, so what? They are working together, so what? What? What is the, what is, what is, what is the purpose? Why, why, why are the things working? What, what, they are working, so okay, they are working together. 
Why am I around? Why am I here? Why are you here? Why are you in this world? Why? Do you know why? Why are you born again? Are you born again to show off? Are you born again to wear big coats and come to church? Why? Why are you born again at all? Why did God call you? Pastor, I don't know why you are saying what you are saying. May you know why I'm saying what you are saying. If you know who you are, you will know what I'm saying. Verse 29. Stand to your feet as we read verse 29. Significance. Cannot have significance in this world without God. The world may clap for you. But I don't know what eternity is saying. Right now, I don't know what eternity is saying about Nelson Mandela. We are eulogizing him. We are flying our, our flag at half-mast from now till the 14th. World leaders are going to travel all the way to the eastern province in South Africa, Eastern Cape. The good things and the speeches and the quotes and everything that he said are being replayed on TV networks. And of course, there's some good to society and to humanity that Madiba has brought. He taught us peace. He brought South Africa together in the early 90s. And if I may continue to say, even the disparity between the blacks and the whites, which he thought he was bridging, is even wider now. But that's just by the way. But the world, as you and I know, will say something very beautiful and something very nice about Nensel Madiba Rohila Mandela. But what is eternity saying? Sometimes we are clouded by what the world says to the point that we forget about what eternity has got to say. May your life be governed by what eternity has to say. I say, may your life be governed by what, may you be driven by eternity. That one day when you stand before the judgment seat, you will tell yourself that, mm, I'm glad I lived a life. You will not say what a wasted life. When we sing that song, Wasted Years, it's when we get born again. But after that, stop singing that song. The day you got born again, you can sing that song. Wasted years, wasted years, oh how foolish. After that, don't sing that song again. But from that time, you are supposed to be significant. Listen to verse 29, and then we'll close. Pastor, and then what am I answering? I'm not Chemu or Basket Mouth. Can we read verse 29? It says, for whom, and it's talking about you, from whom he did foreknow. The one that he had his calendar. The one that he knew all about him. That is you. What is going to happen tomorrow? What's going to happen on 31st January 2014? God knows. For whom he did foreknow, the Bible says, he also did predestinate. That is, he arranged his future. Predestiny, that is your future, your destiny beforehand. He arranged, and I'm telling you that your future has been arranged and it is good. Somebody say, Amen. amen. He did what? Predestinate. 
And that predestination has one purpose. Somebody say one purpose. The Bible says to be conformed to the image of his son. Let's stop there. To be what? Conformed to the image of his son. That is the whole point of Christianity. To become like Christ. Whether you are a man or a woman, your everything that is happening to you is so that you can become more and more and more and more like Christ. So ask yourself a question today that what I am doing, what I am going through, am I becoming like Christ or am I becoming like Judas? I wanted to say Lucifer, but I knew you couldn't handle it. So the next name I could remember was Judas. Ask the question and then we'll start praying. Are you becoming more like Christ? Or you are becoming something else? Ask, ask, ask your friend the question. Are you becoming more like Christ? It's a major question. Don't be in a hurry to answer it. Don't be in a hurry to answer it at all. It's a, it's a fearful question. Are you becoming more like Christ? Or you are becoming like Judas? Mercy. Pray for yourself, please, very quickly before you get angry at me. Let's begin to pray for yourself. After why don't you go to church? We want to be happy. After church, buy subolo and be happy. Pray for yourself wherever you are. Talk to God. For those of us who have taught that our lives has come to an end, for those of us who have been abusing our lives and abusing our relationships and abusing the things around us, abusing, not using, thinking our life has got no significance apart from if man is praising us, apart from if we are in charge and God cannot be in charge, pray to God and say, Lord, have mercy on me. I've made you too small in my eyes. Who can sing that song? Oh, yes, Lord, have mercy on us, Lord. Ask the Lord to show you. Here we go, let's talk to the throne, the place that we belong. We hope you have enjoyed this message. For copies of this message and other messages by Reverend Samuel Sawyer, please contact the following numbers 0243 210 0274140073 If you are calling from outside Ghana, please begin with 00233 and email us at samsoya at yahoo.com We invite you to visit us every Sunday morning at the LCI Rose of Sharon Cathedral, former Olympia Cinema at 6.30am, 8.30am and 10.30am. Our youth and children's service also come on at 8.30 to 10.30 a.m. every Sunday. On Thursday evenings, we meet from 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock p.m. God bless you. Open up the sky.